Thank you, everybody, for joining us. This is a brand new episode of uh, Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm Rob Lee, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Kiwana from um, Honey Rose. Yes, Honey Rose Company. Honey Rose Company. I just saw the CEO, and I was like, is there something else at the end here? I was like, I'm looking at my notes, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I want to thank you for joining us um, on this this podcast. You're the, I think you're the fourth episode of season two, so we're doing we're doing well here. We're, we're, we're we got renewed for season two. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. And I wanted to kind of get a little bit about what your story is, what your background is, and then I'll just start asking you just just questions to get an idea of just what your background is and what your relationship with Baltimore is, but kind of just give me that, that quick, that kind of like elevator speech about what you're about creatively and what your uh, company is about creatively. All right. So I am Kiwana. Um, pretty much I was born and raised in Baltimore. The background for my company is more so I am a bakery. I have a background in baking I actually went to school, Stratford University, giving a shout out to them. I graduated from there in 2013. Um, so pretty much, I pretty much do a lot of baked goods, cookies, cakes, cupcakes, cheesecakes, anything, you name it. If I can't figure it out, I'll figure it out for you. So that's the background. I, I like hearing that. Um, I, I went on your um, your Instagram and I saw maybe my new favorite. I, I need to try it, though. I need to try it, though. But if pictures are like really indicative, it's like, yo, I'm gonna need that. I'm looking at that uh, that chocolate chip pecan toffee. It's like, come on, come on. Yes, it actually has bourbon in it. So if you <laughs> are, you know, if you don't mind the alcohol, some of my baked goods will have alcohol in there. Um, also, to also add, I do at Horseshoe Casino as their pastry chef. So any desserts right now, we're, we only have Gordon Ramsay that's open. So you want to taste that come down it's made by me that's that's what we like to hear we like to hear about alcohol we like to hear about sweets um and we like to hear about gambling so just all the full vice gamut right there you can just just like get your sugar intake get your buzz on and then just blow through cash <laughs> so <laughs> so you said you're um born and raised in baltimore which which part of baltimore um, I was actually born in Baltimore City, but I was raised in Baltimore County. Well, both Baltimore County, Baltimore City was kind of uh, sometimes here, sometimes there. Randallstown area, Owings Mills area, I spent most of my childhood in. But as I got older, I branched off to Baltimore City. Yeah, I dig it. Um, I'm straight from Baltimore as well, always been here. And I think one of the purposes of, of this podcast, we talked very, very, very briefly before we started recording, um, is that, you know, you you have people kind of just taking shots like at Baltimore and it just has a reputation for just kind of some of the negative stuff. And I think we're more neutral here than negative. I think every place has things that are unsavory and we have, you know, things obviously like your company that are sweet. <laughs> and um, I wanted to kind of maybe, you know, shine a little bit more light on some of the things that are sweet, some of the dope people that are doing dope things out here and just, you know, becoming familiar with what you do from, from my man, Chris, I was like, all right, I, I need to reach out. I need to schedule this as soon as possible. <laughs> so, um, so when did you get started? When did you get started in, in, in baking and, and why did you get started in baking? 
Okay, so I got started professionally after school. I could say I would dab, do a little dabbing in and out um, in between jobs, working in D.C., working in Baltimore. So it was more so if someone wanted a cake, okay, I'll bake your cake. Somebody wants a pie, I'll bake a pie. And it got to the point where I was just like, you know, if I'm doing this, why not just have my own business and work for myself and just create something here in Baltimore? Because like you said, you know, Baltimore has a bad vibe. People, when they talk about Baltimore, it's always negative. It's nothing positive. So if I can help, you know, bring that positivity to Baltimore, that's what I'm looking for. And then there's not a lot of Black pastry chefs. Or if there are, they're not highlighted as much as you can see the counterparts. So that's one of the things that I I admire with myself and the ones that I've seen on Instagram but haven't met that, you know, we're actually being pushed out there. We're bringing ourselves to the forefront for the generation that's coming behind us, the pastry chefs that want to come and have that opportunity that we're doing. We're pretty much giving them that road to actually be able to be successful and say, I do have people to look up that looks just like me. I mean, I have a kid, so I have a daughter. So it's one of those things of I'm trying to, you know, make sure she has people that look like her when she gets older, when she wants to do something. She can say, well, my mom, she did that. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's really important. Like, in I guess in the podcast realm, like I've been podcasting for about 11 years and one of the things that I run into when people talk about, oh, this is what a podcaster looks like. It's usually someone that doesn't look like me, despite me being around as long as I've been around doing this thing. And it's it's really interesting. And I think what you're keying in on is like representation. And I think for us, and, and maybe you can agree with it, um, that black people <laughs> have a very um distinct uh we have a distinct palate we 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 know it tastes good and um i think that that's i think that's important like to have that there you don't want someone that might say oh this is what this tastes like it's like come on man i know better so like right. what would you say is it's just like something you're like, yeah, I definitely want that flavor, that cuisine, that thing that that we do within our, you know, our communities or even within your family, you know, because, you know, recipes are handed down and all right. What right. is something that you're like, I definitely need to get this on a menu. I don't care how I'm going to do it. I'm going to slot it in. It's like, yo, horseshoe. I don't care. This is on there. I'm writing it in magic marker. <laughs> This this particular like style of cookie or or cake or pie, cakes and pies, cakes and pies is is on the menu now. Like what is something that you're like, this is coming up, this is happening, I don't care. See me, I'm more so whatever comes to mind. I never I could have an idea I could say, okay, I'm gonna make a sweet potato pie. And then it doesn't turn into a sweet potato pie. It will be something different, like a Japanese sweet potato pie mixed with something different. So I'm more so of... No, hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. You got to run that back right there. Japanese, say more, because I'm a bit of a Japanese guy. Uh, say more about this. A use of purple yams or something? What's happening here? Right. Like, it will turn into something like that. So I really don't come in with, like, a perspective of this is what I'm going to bake, because nine times out of ten... I'm going to deviate away from that or I'm going to add something to have my own little twist on. So when things come to mind for me, 
it's one of those things of once my mind started get, getting to working, it just started to work. And I started just throwing things together to create something that is different or something that is around, but it has a little bit of oomph to it, if that makes sense. How many how many letters is in that oomph right there? Because I, I, I do, it does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, 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 I, I, I can't say, but <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a key thing. Like um, I I dabble. I, I'm terrible at baking. Um, I, I always kind of joke with people. I was like, I'm I'm, I'm what, what what is it? Improvisational. Like I know how to like make stuff on the fly. I do like a Japanese inspired like crab cake, and I smoke it now, and it's just a whole different thing, right? And I can't, I haven't really taken to doing like like baking because it's like uh, it's kind of it feels like it's rigid or what have you. Do you? Is it is it as rigid as I think it is, or is there room for improvisation when it comes to uh, bacon? How I always put it to people is, you know, because I did go back to school for cooking and, you know, I got my degree in cooking also. Sure. So I can say being on both sides, because I've worked both sides of the kitchen, I could say compared to cooking, baking is more precise. You know, if you add too much of something, it throws the recipe off. If you add too little, it throws the recipe off. So with baking, I would say if you didn't like chemistry in school, you (laughs) might not like baking. But I know some people who didn't like chemistry, but they can do baking. You know, they're, they're good at it. So I would say, in my opinion... Starting off, mm-hmm. stick to the basics and then start playing around. That way you can understand baking. That's a, that's a, that's a good piece of advice there. Cause I think like, I always look at that. It's this, I think it's maybe on Pinterest, but it's this one chart that shows like the different cookies, right. And what you may have too much baking soda, too much salt or too much butter or whatever. And it just shows like what the cookies ultimately come out looking like and maybe their texture and such. And like I, the way that that one cookie that you have in yours, that's like, like I can almost taste it by looking at it. Right. It was like, yeah, that's the proper, that's the proper style right there. And I've seen other people who do something like, you know, this is on point. I was like, nah, I feel like you use too much of something I don't like. And just seeing it to your point about it being precise. It's just like, all right, I can almost tell now, like looking at a chart like that and by trying a fair amount of cookies myself that um yeah this is a little bit too much here in that ratio have you may have a little bit of a you know a gap on the front end a little bit under a little bit over but it definitely comes out in the bake i suppose yes it does it does show um i know like cookies spread if you have you cream the butter too much is a lot that can contribute to spreading sometimes it could be baking soda it all depends on the recipe. And one advice, every recipe that you find online is not a good recipe. <laughs> a lot of people, they think you Google is the best recipe. No, Google multiple ones and compare. I would always say Google multiple ones, compare the recipes, see what makes sense. And if not, get a book that is teaching you the basics of baking. I like the book called How Baking Works. It's a good book for people who, do not understand baking. I mean, I've when I went to school, I had that book beside my textbook to understand what was going on. So there's a lot of people out here, a lot of knowledge. Just ask, you know, you know, as bakers, pastry chefs, 
it, it we understand <laughs> you know, it's, it's not something that you're going to get overnight it comes with practice it's repetition it's just every it's it's a lot to it I mean, one of the things I was just doing was um, was doing some consulting for um, was a podcast on careers and such. And like, you know, basically it was like talking about how one networks and so on. And one of the key things where when you're networking, you're networking with someone that's in your industry a lot of the times. And they like talking about what they do. And I would imagine the same kind of applies. Like if someone comes to you, it's like, yeah, how do you get that frosting the way that you got it? Or how did you get that cake to be as moist as it is? You're like, well, <laughs> let me show you my expertise real quick. I would imagine that's how um, it kind of works for, you know, somebody that's doing something like that. If someone's doing, you know, like someone that's baking, someone that's do- specializing in something, they definitely want to kind of toot their own horn a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I want to toot their own horn. Toot, toot, right? <laughs> um, yes. So, so in it, um, what, like, have, have there been any other places or any places like locally, it can be baking food or just in, in that kind of culinary realm or what have you that you really admire and you either have worked with in the past or you would want to work with in the future that you're like, all right, yeah, they do good stuff. And it's not a matter of like, oh, these other places don't, but like a place that you're like, or a person that you're like, wow, they, they're get it. They get it. They're killing it. Well, I can say, and if she does listen to your podcast, that I am a fan, and it's Amber Crumb. She's dope. (laughs) She is really dope. Um, I follow her on Instagram, my Facebook page, even though I'm not as active on that. I follow her on that, and she's really good. She's, I mean, phenomenal. Things that I've seen that she's done, I've never met her, but hopefully one day I will meet her. But I got to say, her baked goods, yeah, she's on point. She's on point. That's great. Especially like during a time like this, like the baked stuff, like everybody wants some degree of comfort. And I would imagine like everything, right? Like the baked stuff. I I know since we've been in the COVID times, (laughs) you know, the end times known as COVID that I've, I haven't been able to get my cookie fixed. I might be hollering at you sooner or later about, you know, a few situations, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> I um, <laughs> I'm bougie. Like I like just like chocolate chip walnut cookies. And my plug for it because I you know cookies are drugs. My plug um, they they just changed their recipe up a little too much. They started using dark chocolate and something off with the flour. And I'm like, look, I have you know million dollar taste buds, and I know something's different here. But right. in it, I, I'll say like during these these COVID times, so have you. You you just want that 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 salty that sweet that that yummy goodness, and how have you like how 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 have you like seen that like how is that gone like when things are kind of tough, like what is your what is like your your kind of guilty pleasure thing that you either like to make or like to just have around in terms of desserts or even other foods. I will have to say I always like to have around butter, flour, sugar. You know your basics um, because chocolate with me like right now I am dabbing into the different chocolates that are out there um I'm pretty much focused right now on a company called Varona and they have different percentages of chocolates that I use so if they have a 66 percent they might have three different types of 66 percent chocolate so I would buy all three (laughs) just in case to make sure you know if I was to switch up how much of a difference it would be 
to impact my customer. Because, you know, like you said, you can taste the difference and I can taste differences. And when people switch up their recipes and me personally, I don't like it, you know, because it throws you off. It's just like, I was looking for the satisfaction, but now it's kind of, uh, uh, I'm not sure about the satisfaction. <laughs> so I like to pretty much, you know, try to keep my product the same. I don't want to change it. So I would say as long as I have the basics in the kitchen and I know, okay, if my vendor doesn't have one 66% that I normally use, right. if I know a 72 or 55% will balance it, if I mix both, you may tell the difference, but it's not going to be one of those huge differences that you can notice. Yeah, you're just talking chemistry right now, and I'm just talking about yeah. fat. I'm, I'm just talking sorry. about fat stuff, just just purely <laughs> fat stuff. It's just like, yo, how can this get in my belly and we be good? So. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so like, what are what are some of your and in, in, if this just gets too food oriented, we can switch subjects. But I am a foodie for context. Um, so, what would you say, like, if someone comes to Baltimore and it's like. What's one place? Not the typical stuff, because I think too often people come in, yeah, honey, you got to get a crab cake. Nah, you can do that. But what will be something that, and it may be a crab cake, but what will be something that, you know, someone comes here, obviously, outside of going to see you and getting some of your stuff, whether it be at, you know, Horseshoe or what have you, or just from you directly, what would be um, something that to get a bit of that Baltimore experience someone has to like try someone has to have uh, while they're here um, like a food thing or what have you all right so I would say black sauce kitchen um, I would have to Chris, you know forage I love foraged I'm there like every week <laughs> I mean you're speaking um, my language right now <laughs> yes, um, I would say if you want they're more of a Spanish flair, but the food is really good. And Ben is a good chef. So I would say La Cuchara. I would have to say them. They're good. The bread is amazing. Uh-huh. So if you like bread, La Cuchara, <laughs> there is dope. She She's a good bread baker. Um, I, would say, I would have to give a shout out to Cindy Wolf. I would say the Charleston. The Charleston's been around for so long in Baltimore, and they are kick-ass. So I would say I would go to those restaurants. If it was up to me, that's that's legit. Like each one of those places, I have, like Charleston is on the list, or have you? Because um, I have a friend that that works there. But uh, every other place I've been to for major events, and I recommend people check out. Like uh, it's, I mean, it's out more out. It's outside of hey, come here, go down to Inner Harbor, try this, this, and this. Yeah, do those and try those things, do those touristy things. But you know, I think it's important to get the tips of Baltimore from Baltimoreans, you know, like where's the best place to eat? Check this place out, this place and this place. You won't be disappointed. Um, so shifting back a little bit to like, like Baltimore, like what would you say one of the like biggest misconceptions about Baltimore is as a person that's lived here and been around here and is doing business here? What would you say one of the biggest misconceptions is? I would say because there's so many abandoned houses that people think that Baltimore is poor, that the people in Baltimore, you know, we don't know what we're doing, that it's just drug infested. It's ran down where no Baltimore is up and coming. It's up and coming. There's a lot of changes that's happening in Baltimore. It's just that it's a slow process, but 
things will be back up and popping. And I would say, <laughs> you know, start investing. You know, everyone just start investing. If you don't like the way your city looks, start investing. You know, it's a good place to invest. You're by DC, you're by Northern Virginia. You have 95 to go to New York. So why wouldn't you? Baltimore, you can you can do a lot. If you can make it in Baltimore, as they say, you can make it anywhere. We are a tough city. And I'm, I'm proud that we're a tough city because we let people know this is real. If it's shit, <laughs> it's shit. If it's popping, it's popping. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. So why wouldn't you? Why would you have this, this critique of Baltimore? And I look at it as if you have a negative vibe of Baltimore, what happened? What did you not like? Did someone tell you about yourself and you didn't like it? That's why you don't like Baltimore? You know, it's a lot of things that I had to realize, you know, working in D.C., Lawrence or Virginia, mm-hmm. meeting people that I've met, you know, from different states, you know, and a lot of people give props to Baltimore by saying, you know, if you want to know something real, you come to Baltimore, Baltimore will let you know they're not going to sugarcoat it. A right. person from Baltimore will tell you. So that's how I look at it. If you want the real deal, you should come here. It's no reason why you shouldn't be here. Baltimore's I don't I don't see Baltimore's about authenticity. Um, I think that's I think that's what you're getting at there. Like, you know, we're resilient, we're tough, we're about authenticity. Don't come here with that bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just to put it just to put it flat frank, you know. Um so yeah, that's 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 really good. Um so let's see, let me think. Um Usually, and, and we'll do a little bit of um, towards the end because we're, we're not going to go too long. It's usually like, like about a half an hour or so. Um, and it'll be an opportunity for you to do um, some shameless plugs. I'm all about the shameless plugs. I'm all about putting people on, supporting people and helping them get their thing, popping them a little bit more. Um, in terms of your career um, and, and where you're at, like professionally, what would be a piece of advice that you've received, like, it, that you've received that you feel like you could impart upon someone else that maybe will help them get over the hump. Maybe someone else is trying to do what you're doing or do a version of what you're doing and they may need some wise words, some wisdom. What would you say? Well, I could say I've been handed a lot of advice because when I started out, I've <laughs> 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 lasted this long. <laughs> But I would say never give up. That's one thing that I've always was told because I'm very hard on myself. I'm like a perfectionist. And I was always told coming out of school and going into the business to not give up and to take my time. Take your time. It will come. Don't look at what you see on TV with these shows thinking that that's what the culinary world is about because it's not. It's not about that. Um, it's about, you know, you doing your best. Don't take everything with a grain of salt. Have thick skin because it's hard in the kitchen. You know, you have chefs that will tell you this is shit and you have to know how to take that. It's nothing personal. Don't take it personal. It's just to help you get better. And I can say with me being in the position that I am in, that I now understand what was said to me. And now that I'm telling other people the same thing that was said to me and I see them as a reflection of me when I was under someone and someone was critiquing me and helping me just take all the criticism, take it. Some of it, you are not going to agree with it, but just take it, take the criticism. Don't get, don't feed into it as it's something that's negative because it's nice to help you grow and turn into something positive. If you feel as though it's not right, don't 
make a scene because that's one thing I can say. I've seen a lot of chefs. They go back and forth, young chefs, you know, and I was there. I would go back and forth with the chef. Don't do it. Talk about it in private. Pull the chef to the side if you need that help. You know, that's all I can say. Just don't take everything personal. Don't take it personal because it's not a personal thing. It's to help you. That's good. That's good. And I think that's something that's, that gets lost. Like with the things that I do, I ask people all the time, like, do you want to do it? And they, they don't get what I mean. They, they think it's out of intent. It's like, do you want to do it? And it's almost like an ellipsis at the end. There's a fair amount of stuff that you got to deal with that on the surface you don't see. And you you may not have the uh, the stamina for it, or the um, and it's like more of like the emotional stamina, the um, the professional stamina, because you know people are, are habitual line steppers, as it were, and you know you you have to kind of like be able to bite that tongue and be able to take something from it. And I've run into it; we all run into it that someone says something that's a little out of pocket, and you just don't agree with it, but you got to take something from that lesson. You got to take something from it, I think. And um, it's an opportunity to grow and it's an opportunity to be a better version. Even if it just pisses you off, you're like, I'm going to prove this person wrong. There's exactly. something to take from it. Yeah. Exactly. Because you trying to prove a point is only going to make you better. That's one thing that I've always learned because people knew to piss me off to get me to be the greatest. And I had to learn that it shouldn't take for someone to piss me off to be the greatest. I should just take it and just be the greatest, you know? Yeah. Be the greatest version of myself. Yeah, it's, it's holding yourself for a certain standard. Like, you know, I've had conversations with people and they'll hit me with, well, I ain't trying to impress anybody. And I was like, you should impress yourself, though. And exactly. it's like, what do you mean by that? I was like, I think it's pretty straight up and down. And, you know, when I do something like this, I have a certain standard. I, I do my other podcast. I record my co-host, you know, to your point about kind of that perfectionist thing. I'm always like looking at it's like, all right, how can I trim this down? How can I make this better? How can I do this? Should I re-record? And he's just like, man, that was a good episode. I was like, yeah, yeah, but I miss X, Y, and Z. And he's like, how do you remember this? I was like, I remember every episode I do. And because it's, it matters. And I think, you know, like, and I actually want to ask this before I forget. Um, so, so what are the, what are the main things that you, you bake or what have you? Because I don't want to like say, so have you done this or have you done that? What are the main things that, that you bake and that you enjoy baking and what is something that has been a challenge and you feel like you, you're going to keep trying, you're going to bring that as far as part of what you do now? Well, I can be honest. I enjoy baking almost everything. I'm not a big sweet person, which is ah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not big on sweets, but I love to bake anything. I mean, I look at everything as, you know, cookies. I bake a lot of, I could bake cookies. I could bake I know. Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me correct myself because I don't bake pies all the time. So I have to say I'm not a pie baker. So I would say more cookies, cakes, um, my background, of course, French pastries. Um, that's pretty much what you learn in school. Breads. My biggest challenge is making croissants. It's something where you have to worry about. And also with bread, it's, has to do with a lot of scientific things, but I'm not going to go into that. But Thank gosh. Could, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a conversation that you and I would have another day. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but 
I would say more so, I would say more so cookies. I'm more of a cookie fan. It's, it's easy and you can put ice cream with it. You can do whatever with cookies. So I could say cookies. And, and I mean, cookies can even be the crust for those pies you're not making either. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so like I, so what is your, what is your favorite cookie? Like, you, what is your, like, like you said, you're not really a sweets person or what have you. And I'm sure there's like different degrees of like, I don't know if there's quote unquote a savory cookie. Cause I feel like those are crackers. I don't know. But like you hear about the salted caramel or what have you. And I've, I've had some salted caramel that just, they taste like they're Triscuit crackers or something. But what is like your, your favorite like type of cookie? Like, you know what? I'm not eating sweets, but I'll take that cookie right there. Like, what is that one you, you go for? Like, what is the, the cookie of your, your favorite cookie? Wow. Cookies that I would go for. Um, I would say more so I'm a big Oreo fan. Mm. I don't know why I love Oreos, but I love Oreos. I do. More stuff or whatever. <laughs> Double stuff is that's too sweet for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I would say Oreos. That's good. Yeah. I, I like, I like Oreos. Uh, like I remember, I remember it was that wave where people were doing a cheap move and it's like, I'm not going to make a crust. And I understand, I would imagine that crust making crusts are hard. You know, I watched British baking challenge, I guess. And you know, like do this short crust do this long crust or whatever. So people would take the, um, the actual cookie part of the Oreo grind it up and the uh, food processor and use butter or whatever to try to make that into a base of a crust for like a cheesecake or something. Those yes. are fine. Those are cool. But I think Oreos are just, I just want regular Oreos, just regular stuff Oreos. Give me a sleeve of those and we're good. We're good. Yes, yeah. I can agree. And a cup of milk. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're dipping. That's, that's you know, a little non-canon, but it's, it's fine. We're, you know, we accept milk here, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like one of the places that I dig in terms of like the French pastry is the, uh, what is it, Cafe Poupon? The, the one that's downtown maybe? More yes. Like, they, that stuff is good. And that was like my first like, I guess, like awareness of like those French pastries, like knowing that, okay, this is a French style and seeing the quality there, it looks like art. Um, so like in your like education, what were you doing stuff that was like kind of in that vein of I'm glossing these strawberries and using this custard or what have you? Were you doing a lot of stuff like that or what kind of stuff were you like really working? Yeah, with? that is pretty much what we were doing. Um, we did cakes, pies, you know, we learned the basics. But as you go to different classes, you learn about the instruments, you learn about macarons, you learn how to make pretty much a lot of French desserts. So, and you do breads. We did breads, artisan breads. So I can say more so with school, it's been, wow. I don't know what the curriculum is now. I'm pretty sure they probably changed it up a little bit, but I know a lot of times when you go to school, you're learning French pastries because, you know, it all started in France. So that's why there's a lot of terms that are French in the culinary world. That's legit. So now is that opportunity, you know, because I've, I've gotten what I've wanted. I, I learned about my, I learned about the cookies. I learned about the French stuff. I learned about, yo, Baltimore ain't about that bullshit per se. Uh, 
what what is um what are some things that you have coming up or some things you want to put people on like shameless plug time here you know do whatever you need to do direct them to the instagram direct them to you where can they you know get up with you well right now i am working on different recipes so my instagram is not big it's like five pictures Right now, I'm looking to working with different farms. Honey is a big thing. I love honey. Okay. If there's anyone who has beekeeping, so honey, you can add me at Honey Rose Co. Um, on Instagram, or you can go at AK, AK underscore Koi 84, which is my professional personal page. You can add me, let me know about anything that you're selling. Um, goat cheese, any type of cheeses, anything that I can put in baked goods. I'm open to it. I'm looking to work with local farmers. I'm looking to work with anyone that's locally producing baked goods, anyone that's cooking. I'm open to it all. You know, this is something that's new for me. This is my first time putting myself out there where I don't have someone putting me out there. So like I said, up and coming is just pretty much I'm developing recipes with Anybody that's local with their items, their products. I'm here for it. I'm, I definitely support that, support people that are doing something cool. And it's a really, I think it's a really good opportunity. And, you know, especially during this time, because, you know, as, as, as crappy as it may be, not every business and not every person's going to survive in the way that they may have been doing things before COVID or what have you. So, I think it's important for people to find ways to pivot and people to find ways to maybe partner. And, you know, you're, you're reaching out, you're doing something that is sustainable and something that, you know, everyone's got a sweet tooth. So, you know, I think it's a good idea to, to partner up and that's what it seems like you're trying to do. So I support that endeavor. And that's that for me. Um, so yeah, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for yeah, this is this has been a been a sweet treat, as it were. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, for uh, Kiwana f- um, from a Honey Rose Company, I'm Rob Lee, and this is getting to the truth in this art. And until next time, you have to look for art around Baltimore. All you have to do is just look for it. It's right there. It's right. It's right in front of you. It might be on a platter. It might be in a muffin tin. It's a. It's around and it's sweet.